0: Insight on Business, the NewsHour, is made possible through the support of Focus & Find, helping you turn human resources into a profit zone rather than an expense. Focusandfind.com. Welcome back to Insight on Business. Grateful that you're listening to us from wherever on the planet you happen to be. With me is Tori Boxrucker. Now, what's interesting about this, this is a hyper-local story that I think you're going to really like because it talks about entrepreneurship and a young woman who decided that she wanted to be sweeter than most. She owns a company called Confectory, and we're going to talk a little bit about that and more. Tori, welcome to the Business News Hour. Grateful that you're here. Thank you. So, talk to me a little bit about you. You're, You're an Army brat. I am. You've moved all over the place. What brought you to Des Moines?
1: Honestly, it was the job that I found after college. I had an aunt who was living here at the time. Um, And so it gave me a place to settle and check out the city in a safe way. Um, Honestly, it's what you do after college. You find a job and go wherever.
0: And you found a job at an interesting place, a bakery.
1: Yes, that's always been my part-time job. I full-time somewhere else. Um, But the, the bake shop in Windsor Heights has been kind of a home base for me since moving to the city.
0: Lisa, who owns the yep. bake shop in Lisa, Windsor Heights.
1: Lisa and her husband Chris.
0: Right, uh, she is just a wonderment, and yes. uh, yeah, she she works hard mm-hmm. at that business. It's a small business, and it your crazy hours. You got to get up at three o'clock in the morning or some mm-hmm. goofy hour like that to bake, and um, but she's got a real thriving business there. People come from all over the Greater Des Moines Metro to go to the bake shop.
1: Yes, I think she was really lucky to be in a position to purchase from from. You know those who had established it previously right. and there's a huge client base that dates back you know barber champagne cake back to the on the 30s or 40s i think maybe so
0: yeah you know back in the day when windsor heights had a bad rap about speed uh, cameras mm-hmm. and 25 miles an hour people would uh, uh, say on social media i'm never going back the Windsor Heights, and the bake shop, yeah. because of the da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, and, of course, all of that's been fixed with a redesign of University Avenue, now going from five lanes to three, and uh, up and getting rid of the speed cameras, and now we have a, a um, speed limit of 30 miles an hour, and we don't hear much of that anymore. Yep. And uh, it's been really good. So you come to Des Moines from school, from college, in Missouri, and... You go to work for the bake shop and another job, and then you start confectory. What is confectory?
1: Right now, it's a very super small, licensed home kitchen business. Um, I just sell caramels right now. It's soft caramels, like your homemade feel-good caramel. Um, I just make in very small batches, could be salted or unsalted. The salted are much more popular, oh, yeah. courtesy of a friend's suggestion on that one. Um, and I sell locally, um, the, the business was a very late development. I only, I mean, I've been in this town over 10 years and the business only just started last July. So very new thing, but you hear often enough cause I've made Carmel for several years and um, you know, people tell you, you could do something with this, you should do something with this. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. after hearing it enough times, you're like, okay, we'll give it a try. And yeah, here I am. So I sell locally to a few small businesses. I will sell independently to customers as well. Um, But just starting really small. And you can probably tell I'm a bit of a workaholic, hence multiple jobs at Mm -hmm. all times. So it has to be controllable and manageable. Um, But yeah, we'll give it a shot. See how it goes.
0: So you've only been in business since July. But apparently you've had some great success with wholesale as well as retail. Um, How do you market Confectory?
1: Honestly, it's just approaching businesses. I'm very low-key. I don't have a social media. I don't have a website. I wanted to start very small. Um, I was fortunate that the bake shop was willing to stock the product. Um, Grounds for Celebration was interested. And I just approached the businesses with samples and business cards. And I discussed with people... We're very lucky in Iowa to have quite a few small businesses who are willing to do business that way. Um, No one's questioned the fact that I don't have a web presence, which is wonderful because I'm not a social media person. Um, And I know if it were to grow bigger, it would probably be a necessity, Um, but yeah, it really is just small, small town mentality of conversations with people
0: you know i just had this thought if you're not if you don't have a social media presence and you don't have a website yet wouldn't it be kind of cool if you could partner with Lisa over The Bake Shop and she could at least maybe put some things on there about you and some contact information? We'll ask her.
1: Possible. Yep. <laughs> well, She'd have to talk to her internet person. I know she doesn't do it herself. I
0: know she doesn't, but she and she's working diligently on that. My guest is Tori Boxrucker. Ladies and gentlemen, she has a home-based business called Confectory. And uh, we're talking about, you know, the ups and downs, trials and tribulations of being an entrepreneur in today's society at least you waited until post pandemic to do this yes (laughs) yes that
1: changed some things i think
0: it did did that play any part in you getting into the business i mean no here's why i ask this um i sat down with the secretary of state uh, paul pate not too long ago and he said in 2022 There were 45,000 new LLCs created in the state of Iowa, a record number, a record number. Yeah. And more people would take a look at the common denominator of the pandemic or working for somebody they really didn't like anymore. And they struck out on their own. Mm -hmm. And that's been the story uh, here in Iowa and many states for some time. But the pandemic didn't necessarily have anything to do with your starting a business. No, it didn't. Okay.
1: No, I... um, It was something I had considered for quite a while. Um, I'm also very much an animal person. Ah. I happen to have lost two cats in a year, and they, they were my babies, but... If I decided if I was going to move towards a business and it be a home-based business, it was a now-or-never situation right. while well, my my house was animal-free. You can't have a licensed kitchen in a home really? without the ability to keep your animals out of your workspace. Right. Um, and my house doesn't really allow for that, so I had to be animal-free. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I lost a cat in April, and in July, I suddenly ended up with the business and a backyard garden. <laughs>
0: So, uh, as you're a licensed Mm -hmm. facility, home-based licensed facility, talk to us about that process. What was that like?
1: It actually isn't as complicated as you might think. Um, Maybe it should be, but it isn't. They have you take a class. Um, It's like a $25 or $50 class through Iowa State. It's self-paced. It mostly takes you through food safety and things of that nature. Um, and then you apply for your license, which is another like $50 fee, and then your kitchen is inspected, and it's passed or failed at, at that time. Um, they and who
0: inspects it? Department State. of Inspections and Appeals? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Um, so, yeah, it was fairly painless, I think, compared to what I thought it might be. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, you just have to maintain your license every year, and it's not that bad. On you go. Yeah.
0: Uh, as you attempt to market this with no website, mm-hmm. and no, so this is really person to person relationship building.
1: So far, yes.
0: So far. And how is that going? I mean, you indicated that we're fortunate enough to have a lot of small businesses that are willing to at least visit with you about yes. this. Um, how do you break the ice? What do you, you just walk in and say, hey, Jan. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, I, sometimes, I think with Coffee Cats, because I'm also at Coffee Cats in Valley Junction, I sent them an email first to see if they would even be interested in talking with me. Sometimes it's much easier to set up a, an appointment time than just showing up. Like, Grounds for Celebration has three locations, and Jan's not always at all of them. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we... You, you initiate a meeting or a conversation of some kind, and they've been great about trying to support local. Um, for the most part, everyone I've come across is of that mindset.
0: And they go, hey, why not?
1: Yeah, we'll yeah. give it a try.
0: Sure, why, why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you mentioned at the outset that you're an Army brat, that you moved around a lot, mm-hmm. right? So what was that like, moving from town to town and uh, city to city as your father served our country? What was that sure. like?
1: Um, I guess, I don't know. It's what I knew. Um, I've actually known people and, you know, their parents work civilian jobs and yeah. move more than we did. Um, so it's... I found it interesting to settle back into what I what we call civilian lifestyle, where you're around people who grew up in the same town and still reside there. And I don't know what that's like, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I like it. I mean, you got to experience oh new so many places. cultures and
0: people and yeah. yeah.
1: We were always stateside. We never were overseas in any capacity, but at least seven years we were in Alaska, which I thought was amazing. I would totally do that again. Um, it's not all it's cracked up to be, I'm sure. People struggle with the, the darkness in the winter and the severe colds, but when you're a kid, you're pretty resilient, right. and uh, I loved it. You know, it's made me more accepting of people in general, um, yeah, but yes, I, so it's you know, just that's one knew. of the,
0: Yeah, that is one of the things I think that is so important. If you are traveling, if you are out there in communities, and you're not just here, you have a better appreciation, I think, for different differences in yes. people, yes. and uh, can, can that can hone your personality mm-hmm. so that you can be a more accepted human being, and I, you know, I think that's always I love wonderful.
1: hearing about people's different stories and backgrounds and where they came from and what made them them, um, and I realize my background is... The same as many people in this country who've right. been raised in the military, but it's also very different from the majority who haven't been. Um, but yes, yeah. I, I I don't know any difference, so it's hard to say. Sure.
0: Her name is Tori Boxrucker, ladies and gentlemen, and we have a, another unique connection. Um, <laughs> so I was in um, the bake shop, and I saw your card, and I saw the name Boxrucker, and I'm going. You know, I know that name because I also yeah. work for the National Tractor Parts Dealer Association, and a guy by the name of Box Rucker had recently joined that association. He's in the salvage business in Wisconsin. And I'm going, come on, this is too...
1: Coincidental. Yeah,
0: too weird. Um, and I reached out to you, and sure enough, who is that?
1: Yeah, that's my cousin Brandon. <laughs>
0: What what a strange coincidence yeah, that y- you that's know. That's quite
1: funny. It is a unique name. You don't see too many no, box records. No.
0: And and you visited with your cousin up in Wisconsin shortly after uh, we got together or before No,
1: I saw him a little bit before. Okay. Um, we had our conversation about small world here and I was on my way to see my dad who's in Kentucky actually.
0: Oh my. Yeah. Whereabouts in Kentucky?
1: Um, just outside of Fort Knox. Yeah. He retired out of Fort Knox and Very then nice. settled there.
0: Very nice. Final question for you, and I think you've got a story about this as well. Uh, Confectiontory, that, that name is relatively unique. It kind of melds confections and your and name, name, Tori. Yeah. Right. How'd that come about?
1: My dad. Of he's course. always been pretty clever with words, and he's big on puns, and um, he... Yeah, we were chatting about different names and what it might be, and he spit that out, and it's stuck ever since. Sure.
0: Final question for you, Tori. What have you learned through this experience since July?
1: Um... Not being afraid to approach people. You know, I'm more of an introvert by nature, which does not necessarily support being the face of a business, necessarily. Um, But you grow as you do. So being able to talk to people and being open to that rejection for someone who would say no, or being um, flexible enough to say, okay, if this takes off, what are you going to do? If it doesn't, what are you going to do? Do we care? Do we not care? You know, and. You know, how much effort you want to put into it and keeping your expectations manageable and keeping them level I think is important as well. I went into this, I'm very much a have zero expectation so you're never disappointed kind of a person. Right. Um, and so I've been pleasantly surprised by this experience. Some people might look at what I've accomplished and think, oh, it's like small beer, right? They, they don't think it's a big deal. I'm not trying to make waves. I'm trying to stay busy and bring something sweet to the community if they want it. Um, and so far, I've been very happy with the reception. Um, I've yet to receive a negative comment, which to me is wonderful. Um, so, yeah, it's just about everything honestly you just roll with the punches sure. but be open to experience i'm the just talking to you today is not something i would have considered 2 years ago you know i'm very a private person generally so be willing to go outside your comfort zone because you don't know what what it will bring you right but also pay attention to quality if for some reason your quality is not up to scratch that affects your name and your business and so I've not had a negative situation like that, but I'm always aware of, you know, what you're putting out there. Sure. And people have asked me, like, why couldn't, why do you put a shelf life on your product? It should last longer. I said it does. But just in case, I, I do put a shelf life on it. Just because I would put it in the fridge doesn't mean someone else is going to, you know, right. and then the, the edges firm up and it's not as pleasant an experience. Is it still edible? Yes. Is it going to hurt anybody? No but it's not as good as it should be. You know, so it, yes, there's a lot to learn about a business.
0: We love talking to young entrepreneurs who decide to take the take the leap and go out there and do something really interesting. Tori, thanks so very much for spending so much time with us here on the Business News Hour. It's always invigorating to meet young entrepreneurs who take the plunge, and you've certainly done that. So thank you for spending so thank much time. Thank you for time. having me. Not every business news story needs to be about a big business. Sometimes we find entrepreneurs who are kicking it, and that is Tori's story. And by the way, she doesn't have a website that we can link to. However, we did link to The Bake Shop. Yeah, and you can find Tori's delicacies there as well. And that is a wrap. Thank you so very much for spending some time with us again today. For all of us that put this together each and every day, Chap Ramsey is our production coordinator, sales and marketing, Aaron Libby. The voice of the Business News Hour is Hunter Pease. And the music you're listening to right now is arranged, composed, and conducted by our friend James Goodlett of Jam Good Productions. For all those folks and for Tori, my name is Michael Libby. Have yourself a great day. Be safe, be well, be careful. Most of all, be good to your fellow man. Good day.